Hey baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs Quite stylish And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegs <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Three, two, one, zero What's the Roma say? Bang, 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 Time to lay your burden down. The views expressed on this broadcast of the Take 12 Recovery Radio Show are those of the co-host and guest and do not necessarily reflect those of our affiliates. The topics and opinions on today's show should not be considered as medical, psychological, or professional advice. Take 12 Radio is not affiliated with any particular 12-step fellowship. And now, here's your host, The Man, The Myth, The Legend, The Monty Man. Welcome to the Tink Twelve Recovery Radio Show. Welcome, 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 welcome. Little cowbell, little cowbell, little goat bell. Yep, and a little Tinkerbell. Yeah, bell, bell, bell. That'd be like a gnome bell. Gnome bell. The gnome bell. Denver's here. Yes, I am. Good morning, Marv. Yes, good morning to you. Marv is here. Howdy, howdy. And Tony is back in the building. Good morning. Hello, Tony. Hi. So, Cecil, do you have something for Tony, specifically for (laughs) Tony? Well, I sure do, Monty Man. (laughs) This one's for you, Tony. This one's for you. Welcome back. (laughs) We're so glad that you're here today. Welcome back. The show's not been the same since you've been away. We've missed your laugh and your great big smile. Your silly ways and your Tony style. <laughs> Who'd have thought they'd need ya? Right back here where we need ya. Cause we tease her a lot. Cause we got her on the spot. Tony, welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. We just love you. Welcome back, Tony. Okay, Woo. I'm tired. Welcome back, Tony. <laughs> I love it. That was awesome. Love it. I was a little nervous until Cecil just sang. Yeah, well, Cecil has a way of calming everybody down, right? Yeah, thank you, yeah. Cecil. So welcome back. Tony's back. Tony's been on sabbatical, and she is back. <clears throat> she is back in the building. Yes. So not Tony has left the building. Tony is back in the building. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so the little the little ditty at the beginning of the show there. Yeah. Uh, you guys know what that's from? Frasier. Uh, yeah, Frasier. Frasier. Did you ever watch that show, Marv? No, well, I, I, can't I say watched that I the show, but <laughs> no, I did watch oh, did the you? show, but I don't remember that tune. Uh, that tune is uh, well. Let me let me say. So we're not instead of trivia, we're going to do this. This is a little piece of trivia because I always wondered about that song. I thought, <laughs> what the heck is he talking about? So I'm going to tell you. Would you uh, like to know? Yes. Of course we would. Please, <laughs> please tell us. Okay. Yes. We can't wait. Uh, for the television show Frasier, the theme song Toss Salad and Scrambled Eggs was recorded by the show's star, Kelsey Grammer, mm-hmm. who's actually singing it. By the way, Kelsey is one of us. Yes. He's a recovered alcoholic. And played during the closing credits. Mm-hmm. The story behind the lyrics and why the song was um, so popular, et cetera, et cetera, was uh, by Kelsey Grammer was recently explained by song composer Bruce Miller. Quote, I was told... They wanted something pretty uh, electric and jazzy, but to avoid any direct reference to specific subject matter. So it was necessary to stay away from words about psychiatry, radio shows, the name Frasier, and anything else directly indicating aspects of the show. So for those who don't know, Frasier was about a Seattle psychiatrist who was a talk show host, and um, he would counsel people. Very poorly, actually, <laughs> over the year. Honestly, he yeah. did. Yeah. You idiot! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. Um, I immediately, he says, I immediately wrote the music itself, but then needed a lyric that would work. So I called my friend Daryl Fennessy. I gave him the idea of the show, and he called back with the idea of tossed salads and scrambled <laughs> eggs. At first, I was a bit baffled myself until he explained that these were things that were mixed up. Like ah. Fraser Crane's patience. So the lyrics like are Fraser Crane. Like Fraser <laughs> Crane, yeah. The lyrics are Hey baby, I hear the blues a calling refers to patients with troubles calling into the show. Mm-hmm. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. But maybe I seem a bit confused. Fraser's personality was a bit confused. Maybe, but I got you pegged. Fraser does understand that these people it does understand them and he does help them. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs it is referring to it's a tough business, got to deal with these folks every day. And then the last phrase, they're calling again, referring to the next day when they're calling into the talk show. And I went, oh, well, that makes perfect sense now. <laughs> it does, actually, in a weird way. I just like the song. <laughs> oh, I always liked the song. I thought it was an awesome song. Yeah, it's a little bit of trivia there nice. today. So let's see. Uh, hmm. We'll give it a, a gnome bell. Gnome bell. <laughs> yeah, indeedy. Indeedy we will. Stop All right. right there. Okay. It's time for Bugsy Man's Weekly Wine. Oh, I missed the baby. She yeah. has missed the baby. <laughs> yes, we missed, missed, missed the, the baby. baby. <laughs> well, I knew you would like the baby. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, my wine, this... Did, I, did you bring any wines? You said you were going to get back on no, board. No, but I'm about ready to climb on board on social media whining. I'm getting real tired of it. <laughs> well, you real. can always unplug, you know. I'm getting ready to. I mean, I still like to look at it, but my comments are going to get thinner and thinner. Well, we're going to talk about a little bit about that here in a minute yeah. as it relates to the topic, too. Um, so, uh, okay, here's my, here's my wine. Have you ever bought something and yes. then installed it? Like like a, a product or something, and installed it, and then went back to the package, and went to register it, mm-hmm. you know, for like the warranty or whatever, 
And then it says on there, what is the model number and registration number? And you're like, wait a minute. I just installed it. <laughs> so my pump on my gnome fountain out in the, um, out on the patio here went out on me after only having it a year, which is only like four months, really, because it's only operating during summertime. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went down to Lowe's to get another pump. And it said three-year warranty. And I went, great. So I asked the store guy, I said, can I bring it back here if it goes out? He goes, yeah, sure, you bet. Just register it online. You get an extra year. So you get three years. So I put the pump in. Of course, it's underwater. I hook the whole thing up. It's quite a little process. And I go to register it online. And on the package, it has the model number. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm typing away. And I'm filling out this huge, long form, which gives away all my contact information so I'll get junk mail for the rest of my life. <laughs> and I type in the model number and then it says registration number. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and in small print it says located on the sticker on the bottom of the pump. So you have to go back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, seriously? I am not going over there and pulling that pump, that whole fountain apart just to get this like delete. Yeah. You know, I get two years anyway. That just gives me an extra year. But I found that with a lot of things. And, and you know, I forget. I don't know about mm. you guys, but I mm. guess you should register it before you ever install it, no matter what it is. Mm. A computer. Because once you got your computer hooked up, if you got to go back and look under the bottom of it to get the number, <laughs> I mean, it's quite the hassle. So, well, it's, yeah. it sounds like you've just solved the uh, the wine. Because now you're very aware, because apparently you've done this before. Yeah. That we should take the time to read the instructions. We need to do that. Before. There's been, uh, let's use the name Seder Furniture, I think is how it's pronounced. Uh, I've put the thing together, not because I'm smart. I know how to put a door on something. But right. Then uh, I find out I'm not so smart. I should have followed the directions because the one little link right. that needed to be in there needed to be on before the door. So you're tearing particle board furniture apart, and then nothing ever fits again no. quite right. Mm-mm. So I think a lesson for all of us is maybe settle down when you get home right. and read the instructions. Just open up the stupid thing. And it, really, there's not much to the instructions because most of it's in French and Chinese. And yeah. Japanese. <laughs> You've got everything but the small portion of English on the back side of yeah. the paper. And, I mean, and this, thing, this thing was like a small book. It was folded up in a million folds. You know, It yeah. took up most of the package. But it was all in other foreign languages, and the, the English was only a couple <laughs> sentences. <laughs> you know, or I w- take a picture of the model I, number or whatever. I went into beforehand. a Walmart. Good idea. Mm-hmm. I went into a Walmart a while back down in Salem, and uh, the packages were all turned with the Spanish side facing out. Really? <laughs> I had to climb up there, turn the box around to find the uh, old English product name even. Yeah. And going, wow. So if you go to Mexico... Are all the English instructions facing out? Heck no. Heck no. (laughs) We're taking care of their people down there. Oh, my gosh. We're taking care of their people up here. (laughs) Gee, many Christmas. dippity doo da day Well, anyway, anybody got anything to whine about? A little whimper, a little whine, a little off into the sunset with a whimper and a whine? Nothing? Give me a week. I'll probably have a week. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, in that, in that and case... And now it's time for the Monty Man's Weekly Win. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
Wait, doesn't that deserve the bigger bell? Okay. That's, that's the, the cowbell. Yeah. Mm. Okay. So, well, one is Tony's back. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the other one is I went and got my my blood work done and checked in with my doctor, you know. And uh, <laughs> just thinking, am I going to get a lecture here or whatever? And he come in, big old smile on his face, and he's like, wow, I am really impressed. I am so proud of you. And I'm thinking... Really? <laughs> really? He goes, this takes a lot of discipline. You've really worked really hard. Your numbers are right in line. Everything is perfect. Yay. And I'm yeah. like, somebody made a mistake. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's drink a bang to that. <laughs> so it always feels because this, this guy, when you do misbehave, he lets you know it. Mm-hmm. He is not happy with you, you know. Um, so he was pretty happy, and I just I just thought that was pretty cool. So then I went out and I got myself a triple cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta celebrate, right? You gotta celebrate. Yeah. So that's my win. Any wins? Oh well, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. thank you. It's always good to get a little good report from a doctor. <laughs> it is. They're not passing those out for free. <laughs> no, right? they're not. They're not. Any wins? Marv got a win? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah, nothing. To, <laughs> not, not, nothing to. Jump up and down about, well, probably, but most of us can't jump up and down anymore. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tony, any wins? Mm. Come on, come on, more. dig deep, um, dig deep. You got my it. white blood cell count is going back up though, so that's a win. You are doing better. Yeah, you're doing a lot better health wise. Yeah, yeah. So, so. And you and James both. Mm-hmm. You, you guys were both like. Almost dead. Sicker than dogs. <laughs> yeah, so that's a really good. That's a really yeah, good so win. It's up to thirty four hundred now, so it's slowly. Coming oh, back good, up there. good. And Denver, you spoke at the Teen Challenge uh, <laughs> banquet. Yeah, I was just going to say uh, a shout out to all the people that helped contribute to that fundraiser of ours. Uh, we don't have the numbers in yet, but I believe it was a very successful one. Good the deal. guys nice. uh, did wonderful on their testimonies. Uh, I did get a chance to share mine, and uh, right. It's always good to uh, reflect upon just where you was, but even better to reflect upon where you're going. Yeah. 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 So it was, it was great. We had a large turnout and just an all overall good evening. So, so, and I posted this on Facebook the other day, and I just, I feel compelled to do that. Please, for those of you who believe in prayer, please pray for treatment centers that are nonprofit. Yes. Uh, particularly uh, faith-based ones, because faith-based ones have a tendency to have the least amount of money. Mm. Um, We're going on faith. And <laughs> the Teen Challenge Pacific Northwest could really use your prayers as far as finances go, just to keep the lights on and, you know, okay. toilet paper on the rolls and, and, and food on the table, just basic needs. Mm. Please please pray for them, because that, that's that's hard stuff. That's a lot of guys to take care of, and if we're, you don't have the money... We're right in the middle of a fundraiser, too. To, right. Uh, we're refurbishing our uh, dorm rooms. We're putting all metal beds, uh, new armoires and everything in, repainting. I mean, it's a total reconstruction there. So I don't know if anybody, if it's on your heart, you want to give something to uh, Pacific Northwest. They could always use the money for that remodel going on right now. Sure. It's a beauty. It's going to turn out beautiful, and uh, it's just going to really enhance our center. We have a beautiful facility and we're going to have spare beds. So if you know people, too, that are, right. are in need of some help, have them contact us. And you can, if you want to do that, you can email us here at take12radio at comcast.net and put attention Denver. Yes, that'll and, work. And uh, he'll get you to the to the right folks to, to I, I do that. I would love to. 
Um, and so just so you know, when he says they're remodeling things, it isn't to make things look more plush or, you know, you're, you're, you're making things look wonderful. It, it's stuff that is needed that they didn't have that they need to have just to make the place safe and secure. And, you know, it's just basic needs is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Zippity doodah. That's it. All right. All right. So we're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we're going to talk about this topic. Alcoholics only. <laughs> we don't want yeah. anybody in here be, but a bunch of alcoholics. You people are angry. Man. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, don't go away. Listen to this. Hey there, it's the Monty Man from Take 12 Recovery Radio, and I'm asking you to help me tell the world how we really feel about the insidious monster, heroin. By helping the fine folks at Recovery Connections break the stigma and raise even more awareness. How? Well, for a donation of only $5, you can order a decal that comes in white, black, or pink that reads, Heroin Sucks! Or a great-looking pin that reads the same. I have both. I wear my pin on my hat, and our radio station's main window is adorned with the decal. It is our hope and prayer that these decals and pins will create an opportunity to give us a voice against heroin so we can fight back by talking about it. Education is key in early prevention and protecting our future generations. We can't keep it a secret anymore. So join me, the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and Recovery Connections in this movement of continued awareness about the number one health crisis in our world, addiction. Now, there are two ways to receive your decals and pins. First, you can go to Take12Radio.com and click on the Recovery Connections button at the very top right of the page. Then, scroll down until you find the Donate button on the right. After you've donated, send an email to recoveryfriends at gmail.com. That's recoveryfriends at gmail.com. And let them know what you have purchased, including your name, contact information, and mailing address. Or you can write a check or money order to Joseph Dickerson and mail it to 23 Joyce Avenue, Pendell, Pennsylvania, 19047. Let's band together and break the stigma of addiction and support recovery. Get your heroin sucks decal or pin today. Or better yet, get both and double your efforts. Thank you and God bless you. When you order, include $1 for postage and handling and allow two weeks for delivery. Hey, this is Tommy Holmes and you're listening to Take12Radio.com. Recovery talk and positive music with the Monty Man. Welcome back to the show. All right, uh, the topic this week is alcoholics only. Mm. Heroin sucks. And heroin sucks. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, all right. So it, it, it always, it always, uh, amazes me and causes me to chuckle a bit. Uh, it doesn't take much to post on social media. You can just make two words. Mm-hmm. Heroin sucks, right? And somebody's going to start a, uh, uh, what do you call it? A chain of responses. <laughs> a rally. In this case, in this case, it was alcoholics only. Woo! 
All right. So in the Facebook group, I think it was 12-step living group, I posted that and people came out of the woodwork. Now you could They came unglued. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They started fighting with each other. <laughs> you know, I mean, so one guy one guy goes, eh, well, there's enough literature on that already, you know. <laughs> so he says, well, the big book covers that. And I said, well, and we're going to cover it too. How about that? <laughs> um, get a radio station. A, yeah, right, right. And then all these comments, I said, well, I hope you listen to the show. Well, I don't need to listen to the show. You know, somebody said. Yeah, they were mean. Somebody else said, said this is stupid. I'm going to bed. <laughs> and then they kept. <laughs> They kept posting. They kept writing it. It's hilarious. We are just when we when they say we're not a glum lot. It covers a lot of non glumness. It's hilarious. Mm. It really is. Uh, But they responded. Now you can write something that is very meaningful and heartwarming, and no one says anything. Mm -mm. But you write something like that, (laughs) alcoholics only. Oh, I am telling you. So opinions run high. And so what I what I found um, on uh, the remarks, and, and in fact, I've asked questions on social media and no one will answer. They'll just hit like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, don't hit like, answer the question, mm-hmm. right? This wasn't even posed as a question and they came out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. Everybody became a counselor after that one. Right, right. <laughs> So, uh, it, so <coughs> congratulations, everybody, for, for, <laughs> for your PhD. For biting at the bobber. So if you thought that, that we were going to bash a bunch of people today that say the only people welcome here are alcoholics, you're misinformed. The title is The Hook. In journalism, they call that The Hook. This is what draws you in. And boy, did it draw in a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So it worked. And hopefully those same people that posted are listening to the show today. So what we found in responses were there was some accurate representation from AA's literature. There were uh, some inaccurate ones that were absolutely not true. And then there were a lot of opinions. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we could go with, you know, opinions or the accurate AA literature stuff but I don't want to be that formal today. I, I just want to kind of kick this around. I got a, a little article to read here with this. But um, before I do that, let me let me just look at a couple of the responses that I thought. <laughs> yes. So the very first one, the very first one. So the, the title, the, the, the announcement says, Alcoholics Only, how, how inclusive should Alcoholics Anonymous be? The topic for tomorrow's show. That's all it said. Mm. Um, so I guess it's a, it's a question, but... Anyway, um, so Ed says it's called, and then in capital letters, which means you're yelling, mm-hmm. right? Alcoholics Anonymous mm-hmm. for a reason. <laughs> we cannot be all to everyone, but we do have a solution for alcoholism for alcoholics. That was the first uh, remark. Um, and then Susan W. said the only requirement is the desire to stop drinking. I knew that one was coming. Mm-hmm. Um and I said, hope you listen to the show. And then somebody came back and says, I wish I could, but I'm deaf. Oh. Um, which is a bummer. Um, Brett D. said, since alcohol is a drug, alcoholics are drug addicts. So I belong in AA, and there's nothing in capital letters you can do about it. I thought, oh, boy, here we go. That's and then it, it just, then it just started rolling. <laughs> um, somebody said. You know what, though? He contradicts himself there. Yeah, alcohol is a drug. So what is what was that again? So I belong in AA, and there's nothing you can do about it. So is it a drug or is it just alcohol? I mean, like. Well, okay. So let's let's talk about that for a minute. Yeah. Okay. So 
Because <laughs> alcohol is considered a drug because it's a mind-altering substance. It is a drug. Yeah. It is a drug. Um, most commonly, though, and for years, people, when they talk about narcotics mm-hmm. and alcohol, the, the term is uh, drugs and alcohol or alcohol and drugs. It's redundant, right? It really is. But it's the way we've been talking for years. Mm-hmm. Um, because we make a distinction between the two a lot of times. Um, and we'll, we'll get to that. So just, just hold on to your horses there uh, about that because I do want to talk about that. But here's here's this, uh, this article. And, and by the way, if you want to know AA's take on this, as far as literature goes, there is an IP, an information pamphlet, that Bill W. wrote called Problems Other Than Alcohol. Mm-hmm. So if you want the, the uh, spirit of the law, so to speak, read that. I'm not going to take the time to read that today, but read that. It's very clear there if you want to know what AA as an organization stands on. And again, remember, the organization of Alcoholics Anonymous and the different groups can be very different, and they're all autonomous, except in matters affecting AA as a whole. Mm-hmm. And that is open for a broad opinion <laughs> as well. Um, but this article says, 12-step programs have been used to successfully treat many other problems with substance abuse and addictive behavior. The variety of programs ranges from narcotics uh, addiction to food, sex, gambling. Although drug addicts may attend meetings specifically focused on drug addictions, such, such as Narcotics Anonymous, Cocaine Anonymous, etc., uh, many drug addicts find that Alcoholics Anonymous meetings provide the most support. Now, one of the and I've heard this before because there seems to be, depending on what part of the country you're in, there seems to be a maturity that is more present in a lot of the AA meetings versus some of the other meetings. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason. Now, it, it just depends. You go down to Southern California, I see more of a maturity in the Narcotics Anonymous meetings and more of a focus on the solution and the real problem and everything than the AA meetings. Up here, it's just the reverse. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not being critical of either one. It's just kind of what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's fluid. It can change at any time. Um at Alcoholics Anonymous meetings, when a member states that he or she is an addict rather than an alcoholic, the reaction of other members may be either welcoming or hostile. Right, Marv? Yes, sir. Could be either one. <clears throat> uh, different people have different opinions about whether someone who is a drug addict. Pride but does Nego. It, yeah, Pride Nego. <laughs> <laughs> I bet Marv's got something to say about this. I do. That smile says everything right yeah, there. He's, he's been in these walls for a bit. Uh, someone who's a drug addict but doesn't identify himself as an alcoholic, whether they belong in AA at all. For the most part, there are more similarities than differences between alcoholics and drug addicts. Addictive behavior has the same effect on people no matter what the substance <clears throat> is that is being abused. In actuality... <clears throat> And there's, there's no truer statement than this. Alcoholics are simply drug addicts who are addicted to the drug alcohol. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so one of the comments on Facebook was, Alcoholics Anonymous does not say that they are addicted to alcohol. It says they're allergic to alcohol. Mm-hmm. Okay. True and not true. We do talk about the allergy of the body. But if you read the big book, it does talk about alcoholism is an addiction. Mm-hmm. It does say that. So, if alcohol is indeed a drug, and we recognize that it is, 
and you are addicted to alcohol, then you are, in a very real sense of the term, a drug addict. If you want to get ridiculously picky, I suppose you could say that. Now, I said that to a guy years ago. said, we don't talk about drugs in here. I said, brother, are you an alcoholic? Yeah. Do you recognize that alcoholism is an addiction? He goes, of course it is. Is alcohol a drug? Yes. Then you're a (laughs) drug addict, dude. So evidently you do talk about drugs in here. You know, let me tell you, that did not go over well. (laughs) That is not always, just because you're right doesn't necessarily mean that it's wise. What? Because it was like, ah, new topic, ah! People are all freaking out and everything. You you don't always make friends and influence people by by always spouting that that you're right. Um, so, So why are drug addicts sometimes made to feel like outcasts in AA? Drug addicts may attend AA meetings because there are fewer meetings specifically geared towards drug addiction in some areas. They may feel that many of the drug addicts who attend these specialized groups don't have long-term sobriety and don't stick with meetings. In general, AA meetings are larger, and many meetings have members with long-term sobriety. That may or not may not be true depending on where you live. Um, the other one is some alcoholics may balk when someone identifies as just a drug addict or even when they identify as an alcoholic and an addict. Alcoholics who never abused other substances may feel that attending AA meetings when you aren't an alcoholic conflicts um, with AA's primary purpose. AA members may also object to drug addicts who wish to discuss situations that never affected someone who abused only alcohol, focusing on common ground. While some recovering alcoholics reject hearing stories from recovering addicts, others are able to recognize that it is more important (coughs) to identify with each other than to compare. Hmm. Is there really a difference between alcoholism and addiction? Many experts believe that the only difference between the two is wording. Both alcoholics and addicts abuse substances to cover up emptiness or to escape from pain or negative feelings. Alcoholics sometimes struggle with things addicts don't. This is really, really true. Now, check this out. Such as having to attend social functions where alcohol is freely served or having to pass ales of alcohol when picking up something else at a convenience store. So-called normal people may continually encourage alcoholics to drink because it is so socially acceptable. But a drug addict with family members may also, you know, if they're using, may also experience that. Many drug addicts also struggle with alcoholism or have turned to alcohol when they are unable to obtain their drug of choice. Many alcoholics also turn to prescription drugs or street drugs once they are under the influence of alcohol. Ultimately, the message of recovery is that what a substance has done to you and your life is more important than dwelling on what the substance was or how long you've used it. Marv? What? Your thoughts. (laughs) First of all, let me be perfectly clear. Here we go. All right. Yeah. Everybody, drug addict, alcoholic, is welcome in Alcoholics Anonymous. Amen. I've always thought that. Amen. And the reason is very simple. We all need help. Just that simple. Hallelujah. You know. Uh, And another thing I was thinking about, if alcoholic, plural, alcoholics, want to uh, have a meeting where there's no drug addicts, they can do so. 
They're called closed meetings, right? Closed meeting. Right. Make it perfectly clear. But I'm anxious to see how many people show up. Mm. <laughs> because today is a different time, isn't today's it? Today is a different time than when I first came in. Yeah. You bet it is. Because you, you, you didn't deal with narcotic addiction. No. No, I've never taken drugs. Right. It's always been the bottle. Right. But um, And yet, and yet. You would be considered by some folks a AA purist, but you're not an AA purist in the sense that you say everyone's everyone's welcome, right? Right. Yeah. The you know some of the distinction um, to me too has to do with behavior. Mm-hmm. I can understand where uh, and and I I know I'm tre- you know treading on thin ice here. <laughs> I really am. But I think if it was able to be looked at, that we would find out that drug addicts, the biggest percentage of drug addicts are usually homeless, and that's not true with alcoholics so much. Again, wouldn't you say that, though, that may be a a geographical thing, depending on where you live? I don't know. That's kind of the way I see it around here. Around here. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Around so, at least in the Willamette Valley, it certainly seems to be the case. And so I can see a struggle. I know I've run into this myself, in in uh, if you want to call it working with or yeah. or just trying to be helpful, whatever you want to call it. Uh, lack of communication. There's some things that go on with drug addicts that uh, I just I'm. Puzzle. I I don't know how to take it. I don't know how to respond a lot of times. And and to me, uh, there is a difference, mm-hmm. but yet we're the same. And, and so, just biologically and medically, there there is a there is a great amount of difference. The brain is rewired differently with a meth addict then it is somebody that has never used meth that is an alcoholic it it, it it's wired differently okay. um it 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 the the change that happens is different now some of the symptoms are the same some of the, the causes are the same but what happens when certain narcotics certain chemicals enter the bloodstream and the brain chemistry it can be very different um, and so that world can be can be different. Maybe that's what I'm seeing. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Because I know there's times I just don't know what to say at right. some of the situations that come up. You know, sure. I'm, I'm perplexed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what do you think about all this, Tony? When you when you welcome watch, back, I know. <laughs> welcome back. Um. I don't know. I mean, I, I get what Marv's saying because there's like times I'm talking to my sponsor and I don't understand. Eat what, that microphone there, kid. There I don't go. understand what she is saying at all. I don't get the mindset mm-hmm. because I've never done meth or anything like that. Not saying I don't know. But I know with my disease, it's like I want, I want, I want, I want, I want. Mm-hmm. You know, but I don't understand. Like when I hear stories and stuff, I can't comprehend that state of mind. Even though we all have the illness, I just... Right. I, I just don't know. Yeah. What about you, Denver? Thank you, Marv. Yeah, thank you. Uh, 
I was hoping I wasn't sounding very narrow-minded. No, you're I don't not. Think no, you're, you're, not. Not. you're sounding. I totally get it. You're sounding exactly like someone that hasn't done uh, <clears throat> drugs. <clears throat> we don't understand. I, on the other hand, did do meth for ten years, and mm-hmm. as Monty said, it rewired me into a different person. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. I'd like to think I'm a not a purist in the sense of follow the rules. But when it comes to being a drunk, mm-hmm. that's what I was. Mm-hmm. But this is a dynamite keg, the question. It is a dynamite keg. It is. Just look and what happened on social yeah, media. Yeah, you know, and I love it. People the, aren't talking to each other anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not good. But I, I do love the fact that it's such a, a controversial thing. I have been to a couple meetings early in attempted recovery of where – Drugs were mentioned, and they were frowned upon at yeah. the meeting. And this was yeah, a smaller too. town meeting. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that was an uncomfortable situation, especially for me, the newcomer coming in, because I do come with a a, a, a drug, a drug, so-called, you know, <laughs> meth, past. Yeah. yeah. So it was uncomfortable. Uh, at this stage, for me, if you're seeking recovery... Now, I, I, this is where you hit it dead on the nail. There's a point where a, a drug addict will infect uh, an AA meeting. They will bring in topics that no one knows anything about. You betcha. And that's bringing a, a weirdness to the meeting, a dissension almost, into the meeting. So I can understand. The ruffled feathers, right? Yeah, yeah. I understand. That I can too. You, you've got to maybe uh, say, look, we're... we're, we're we're not that meeting for you, you know. Mm-hmm. We understand. We want you to have recovery, but uh, maybe pull them to the side and say, "Hey, that was a bit much over the board. We don't understand that." And, and do do you think that we, if we can approach that person, especially if they're a newcomer, and say it with not that this is your fault, but we're just not qualified to help you in this area, can we help you find a meeting? That is maybe more suitable to really assist you in your recovery. It, I think you, if we approach it like that. Yes. If you've got somebody level enough headed to get that person and say, hey, look, we love you. We understand what addiction is about. But most of the folks here have never experienced what you're going through. You know, we don't understand. We it. don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, possibly after the meeting, uh, we could uh, find some place that would be more suitable that understands what you're going through. Back to my original take on this is recovery is recovery. Uh, celebrate recovery. Is that the term of that meeting? Yeah. 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 You the faith based one. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's an awesome thing. You, you're not drawing lines in the sand saying, you right, know, this is the way you are and this is the way we are. Mm-hmm. You know, it, we're in this together. Recovery, addiction, no matter how you look at it. We're in this together. We're just at, at uh, different levels and, and different different problems. You know, meth, mm-hmm. meth mm-hmm. addiction will cause a whole lot of different problems <laughs> than being a drunk. Yeah. And trust me, drunks have plenty of problems. <laughs> oh, yeah. The second we wake up and start drinking, the day begins with a problem. <laughs> but, yeah. 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 I, I, that's a difficult subject. Um, Brett D. says, 
OMG, don't be so dense. A drug is a drug is a drug. The substance doesn't matter. The substance isn't the problem. And the solution is the same. Duh. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what he says. Now, let me look at this for a minute. He's partially right. He is true. Yeah. Yeah, he's partially right. But apply this to an ambulance and a pickup truck. All right. If I'm dying on the street and a pickup truck comes to save me and someone says, well, a vehicle is a vehicle is a vehicle. Sorry. <laughs> I need an ambulance. I don't need a pickup truck. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, the drug is a drug is a drug. Not really. Different drugs have different reactions to people's chemistry. It can be very different. Where he's really correct here is the substance isn't the problem. Yes, the substance has comes with its own set of problems, obviously, oh, yeah, health issues, yes. right? The solution is the same. And what is the solution? The solution is we have a God-shaped hole that we're trying to fill with something else, and it can only be filled with God. And that's the message of Alcoholics Anonymous is that we we are powerless, left to our own devices, and we need a power to help us solve our problem. The problem, although it comes with its own health issues, isn't alcohol. The problem is, and this is what and and Donald from from Brownsville and Sweet Home Area mm -hmm. said. Basically, his response was, "Let's let's get to the real issue here, right?" And the real issue here, it, those things are just. Uh, those are those are outward manifestations of the inward condition. The problem is the same, mm -hmm. no matter what fellowship you're in. The problem is, we need a power to help us solve our problem, and the problem is we're powerless. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what the substance is. You know, we argue an awful lot about you. Well, you're you're an alcoholic. You're a drug addict. You're this. You're that. And and, and there seems to be, I think. Less and less of that going on, at least around here, it seems to be people are more accepting of each other because they're focusing more on the solution. I think if we get if we get off the semantics mm -hmm. and focus on the solution, then we're a lot more apt to be welcoming to each other. Um, and I think Marv's right. If you want a meeting where it's only if, – if, if you're determined to, to, to state that alcohol is the problem, and some meetings say limit your sharing to how it relates to your problem with alcohol. Well, mm -hmm. in that case, I can't share Yeah, because I don't have a problem with alcohol any longer. So if we're going to be dogmatic about that, you know, but if you want that kind of a meeting, there are those kinds of meetings. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, go to an open meeting. And and I don't know about any place else in the country, but around here, there's tons of different kinds of meetings. They're all over the place. So it's not like there's one meeting and you can't get to it. You're going to die. Mm. There's also tons of different attitudes. You better believe it. <laughs> <laughs> to say the very least. That's something that upsets me. And, and I think the last show I said a little something about it. But right. This idea that people have that, well, I'm not going to go to that meeting anymore because that's watered down AA. Well, if you've been in the AA for several years and stayed clean and sober, the reason that it's watered down is because people like you aren't going to those meetings. Mm -hmm. Right. The meat has left and all that's left is yeah. the water. So what do <laughs> we get a group where there's a whole bunch of drug addicts and two or three addicts or uh, alcoholics? And the alcoholics that are there saying, "Well, this meeting's watered down. It's not AA anymore." Right? What, what a bunch of crap! 
Mm. I'm sorry, but it is. So if you're jumping ship, but you're the one that has the life raft. Yeah. You're not. That's, that's kind of yeah. what I'm trying to say. Is, right. Um, right. You can rant and rave on the computer all day long about the semantics of sure. drug addiction. But the bottom line is if you've got experience of staying sober mm-hmm. and you have a spiritual life and uh, and it's working for you, then you need to be down in those meetings where it ain't working so good because there's no old timers there. Right. Right. No experience. I, I agree. Sorry. So, so no, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 so, so isn't it interesting, isn't it interesting that some, not all, but some of the very people that are shaking their pointing finger and saying, this is Alcoholics Anonymous only, mm-hmm. right? We only talk about alcohol, are the same people that are saying, well, if you're smoking pot, then you're not in recovery. Mm-hmm. Well, wait a minute. If that's an outside issue, why are you even bringing that up? Maybe somebody who likes to smoke, and I'm not saying that's right. I don't agree with marijuana, okay? Mm-hmm. I just don't. But if somebody comes into Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and you're going to be a purist like that to stop drinking, if you think that's the problem, and they're coming and they stop drinking, whether they smoke pot or not is none of your flipping business. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be that dogmatic, yeah, it's not. It, it would be considered an outside issue, would it not? Hmm. I mean, you wouldn't be going, you know, what's on your computer, dude? You're an AA. You need to stop the pornography. Hmm. You don't hear that. So if you're going to be a purist, you have to be a purist all the way. Otherwise, you're violating the whole thing. Hmm. And and so I'm with Marv. Everybody is welcome. A lot of people don't even know what the problem is. And if they're if they're pushed away... I saw a guy come into a meeting with a marijuana shirt, with a shirt with a big old marijuana. Logo. Really? <laughs> I've seen that a couple times. You should have seen the looks on oh, some I'm of sure. the people's faces. Oh, Lord. And these That's guys funny. were, this is AA. We I, don't do, you know. <laughs> I probably wouldn't have recognized it. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, we only get one chance to make a good first impression. <clears throat> And do you want to make the the kind of impression that helps save a life, or you don't want to make the kind of impression that pushes somebody over the edge and they, and they end up dying? Say, well, I'm not responsible for somebody dying. Look at if they don't have any basic life skills, if they don't know how to save themselves, if they have no tools, and you do, you are responsible. Mm-hmm. You know what is the primary purpose in AA to help the alcoholic who still suffers? All right, but what is really going on? Doesn't it go deeper than that? Isn't it to help? Those who still suffer, period? <clears throat> yes. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in the letter of the law, but let's talk about, my sponsor used to tell me this all the time, the traditions must be flexible. If they're so rigid that they're not flexible, then they break. Mm-hmm. They ought never be broken, but they need to be flexible. They're written in jello, not stone, because <clears throat> we're human beings. Mm-hmm. Boy, I'm gonna get kicked back on kick back on that. <laughs> well, what it reminds me of is the difference between uh, uh, what they talked about in the beggar book about the Pharisees and the Sadducees. It does, and, you know, this is the law by God. You know, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, because that's the law, right? You know, and um, and that's just not reality. And, and I'm telling you, and right, Christ proved that He did. Yeah. And, and, and here's another reality. 
if we booted everybody that wasn't an AA purist out of the meetings, 90% of the meetings wouldn't even exist today. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't have the reach that Alcoholics Anonymous has today. So be careful about being, you know, what's to say? We are always inclusive, not exclusive. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite stories <clears throat> in, in, in the literature, uh, and this comes out of the 12, 12 and 12, uh, it's in uh, Tradition 3, and it says, On the AA calendar, it was year two. So it's the second year of his, of his existence. In that time, nothing could be seen but two struggling, nameless groups of alcoholics trying to hold their faces up in the light. A newcomer appeared at one of those groups, knocked on the door, and asked to be let in. He talked frankly with that group's oldest member. He soon proved that his was a desperate case and that, above all, he wanted to get well. But, he asked, will you let me join your group? Since I am the victim of another addiction, even worse stigmatized than alcoholism, you may not want me among you, or will you? There was the dilemma. What should the group do? The oldest member summoned two others and in confidence laid the explosive facts in their laps. Said he, well, what about it? If we turn this man away, he'll soon die. If we allow him in, only God knows what trouble he'll brew. What shall the answer be, yes or no? At first, the elders could look only at the objections. We deal, they said, with alcoholics only. Shouldn't we sacrifice this one for the sake of the many? So went the discussion, while the newcomer's fate hung in the balance. Then one of the three spoke in a very different voice. What, we are, really, what are we really afraid of, he says, is our reputation? We are more afraid of what people might say than the trouble this strange alcoholic might bring. As we've been talking, five short words have been running through my mind. Something keeps repeating to me. And this is what he said. It's a question. What would the master do? Hmm. Not another word was said. What more indeed could be said? Overjoyed, the newcomer plunged into 12-step work. Tirelessly, he laid AA's message before scores of people. Since this was a very early group, those scores have since multiplied themselves into thousands. Never did he trouble anyone with his other difficulty. AA had taken its first step in the formation of Tradition 3. Nice. What would the master do? Mm -hmm. isn't, really, isn't really that <clears throat> the, the important question? Mm -hmm. Not, are you a narcotic addict? Not are you an alcoholic, not are you a sex addict, not are you a shopping freak, not are you whatever it is, but what would the master do? What would God do here? Kind of a huge reality check. I never, I never read one response on social media that said, let's ask God. Mm -hmm. I read a lot of right fighting. And a lot of people arguing. Some of them made good points. Some of them made ridiculous statements. Some of them were opinions, some of them were factual, but nobody said, let's ask God. Mm -hmm. Have we lost our way? If we're saying, the only people welcome here are alcoholics. I don't know. That's a question every group has to decide for themselves. Mm -hmm. I can't answer it. But 
if love and tolerance is our code, what happened to it? I don't know. Toss salad and scramble eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Perfect ending. There we go. Oh, my gosh. Tony, welcome back. Thanks. <laughs> I'm it's sure, nice to be back. I won't lie. I'm sure we're going to get some flack, and that's okay. Yeah, I can all right. I didn't see the phone lines flash. I know. They I don't have your personal number, so <laughs> if you guys need it, contact me. I'll uh, slip it in. Right. Table. Oh, my goodness sakes. All right, so uh, we've played this song before, and I think it is really appropriate. Uh, it's by the uh, the, the recovery uh, comedian, the musician, Michael Purrington, and it's titled Closed Meeting. Oh, oh, I remember boy. that song. <laughs> yeah, here, here, here's Michael. <clears throat> we got a pretty exclusive club here. We're badasses off the booth. Had to pass out in public to be a member Had to vomit on my shoes Had warrants out on me in three, four states Checks bouncing all over the banks I was in detox before you were born I spilled more than you drank It's a closed meeting no normies allowed Closed meeting We're sick and proud Gotta fill your world with distrust Fill your friends with pain and disgust If you wanna be one of us have a hell of a story to prove it We don't let just anybody in here If you still got a family a home, a career You may not measure up as a lowlife Like me with my three DUIs On a first name basis with the paramedics Had my stomach pumped five times it's a closed meeting No normies allowed Closed meeting We're sick and proud Gotta fill your world with distrust Fill your friends with pain and disgust If you wanna be one of us Do you wanna be one of us? Love and tolerance is our code But you'd have had a blacked out And come to driving down the wrong side of the road 
If you expect acceptance from these masters of gin-soaked sin, you gotta be as awful as all of us before we let you in. It's a closed meeting. No normies allowed. Sick and proud It's a Closed meeting No normies Allowed Closed meeting You got dues to pay Let me see your resume Did you really Live in the bar Let me see your scars Did you truly defile yourself? How much of your liver is left? Before we give you the nod You gotta believe we are God Mr. Michael Purrington. Hey, listen, until our next broadcast, this is the Monty Man along with the Take 12 Recovery Radio family, and we're wishing God's perfect serenity for you. Bye-bye now. This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting. She's a super cat, super cat, she's super kitty, meow. Yeah, kitty, 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 meow. <laughs> <laughs>